masterclass show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team, so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. Today, we're going to talk about how to mind, how to heal your mind, actually, as a high achiever. Uh, this is a topic that's very near and dear to a lot of our hearts as high achievers and company builders. So I'm so glad to have another guest that is going to shed some light uh, into this topic based on the work that she does on a daily basis. I have with me Carly Burns. Carly, thanks so much for coming on and looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better. So can you share a little bit um, of, of information, so to speak, uh, around your journey that led you to the work that you're doing today? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. So my mental health journey began at a very young age. Um, I saw a lot of darkness as a child, as a teen, and moving into early adulthood. and I never wanted to go down the path of taking medication for my mental health. So for a long time, that looked like I was self-medicating. I was using alcohol and cannabis. I was treating myself very poorly. And eventually, I made a huge switch and decided I want to heal. I want to truly find healing and went on a deep dive of learning how to heal my mind completely naturally to heal from anxiety, depression, and bipolar disorder. And as the years went on, I found that through various practices, yoga, nutrition, sleep, all of these things, basically creating a lifestyle around healing, that I haven't experienced depression in years. I haven't been held back by anxiety in years. I've only experienced mania that one time and haven't experienced it again because of the ways that I've found to naturally heal my mind. So figuring all of this out at such a young age and having witnessed my dad go through a really a... hard time in his 60s okay. i knew that it's 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 my duty to share this stuff with the world it's my duty to share this medicine and to teach people that you can heal your mind completely naturally and i know that because i've done it so that's my my calling is to to guide people on this same journey Absolutely. It becomes part of your vocation, part of your purpose. When you've realized some things that have helped you in your personal life, then you just kind of, that's the other uh, um, thing that we all feel as human beings. We want to share and contribute and, and really help other people uh, that might need access to this information. So I love your story and I love that, um, you know, you have the, the Serbian heart inside of you to kind of share and help so many others with this area and topic. Um, so, Carly, let's start with some of those things that you have learned that you would like to share with us. So where, you know, what do we need to know around how do we self-heal our mind? Now mm -hmm. we're getting 
information around that we can self heal our bodies, right? So there's a lot of information out there that maybe we didn't know we were not aware of before. And I find that this might be also something else that uh, you can shed more information light for us on. So where do we start with, um, with this uh, specific thing of healing our mind if we're maybe feeling um, you know, anxiety or mental health, um, things that might be bothering us? Where do we start? Yeah, so I like to say the first place has to start with deciding that you're worthy and deciding that you want to heal. So a lot of times I find with mental health struggles, people maybe pretend that there's nothing wrong and pretend, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, when actually they're really hurting on the inside. And the first place has to be, okay, I actually don't feel great and I want to feel better. And then you mentioned, you know, naturally healing the body as well. The mind and body are so interconnected and it, it comes back to recognizing that connection and to, to really starting to connect with yourself and cultivate deep love for yourself so that moving into a deeper healing journey, you're doing it out of love. It's like when you're, when you're going to the gym, you don't want to be going to the gym because you know, you hate your body and you want to change the way it looks. You want to be going because you love yourself and you know it's good for you and you want to be doing that good thing for yourself. So it's the same with, you know, healing our minds. We can't go into it with like a, oh, I don't like myself and I want to feel better. So I'm going to try and do these things. You need to approach it from a place of love. So ultimately it starts with learning to connect with yourself more deeply and bring in that self-love. Yeah, I think that's the core. Um that's at the core of everything for mm. sure because we we you know we are the self we are the ones that are making decisions we are the ones that are living our lives so learning how to love ourselves and build that healthy relationship with ourselves is going to be how everything else really works around us on every dimension and every level so then um i guess my natural next question is how do we start to become more self-aware around so how do we feed ourselves with self-love? Like what are mm. some things that we can do with that? Because it seems like that's really at the foundation of, of this work as well. Yeah, that's that's such a great question. And that's actually um, essentially what's outlined in my free guide of the first step to healing anxiety is all about cultivating self-love and some practices to bring in. So it really depends where you're at in your journey for what is going to work best for you. There's so many different techniques and practices that you can do. One that's really beautiful to start with is practicing I am affirmations. And you can do this while you're even eye gazing with yourself in the mirror, which again, can be really uncomfortable if you don't really have much of a self-care practice or don't spend a lot of time you know, alone with your thoughts kind of thing. But looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking simple things like I am loved, I am beautiful, I am safe. And the thing about practicing affirmations like this is at first you might not believe it at first if you don't see yourself as beautiful you're going to be looking in the mirror thinking you know one thought says i'm beautiful the next thought says no i'm not but as you continue to do that you're still strengthening the thought processes and the neurons the neural pathways that are saying i am beautiful and over time as you continue to do that you will start to believe it but just like anything it's a practice and it's not something that you maybe try once and you don't quite feel it, so you kind of leave it alone. It's You need to continue to do it. And over time, you will find that your brain starts to change. And another one that I really love to do is intuitive movement. 
because this is also really good for your body and for your mind and for your connection with yourself. And what I mean by that is just letting your body move in whatever way feels good. You want to be in a safe space. Maybe you put some of your favorite music on. You don't have to, but that can be a nice way to help you get into that mood. And, you know, it could be dancing. It could be walking. It could be yoga. It could be however your body wants to move, just moving non-judgmentally and feeling into your body and starting to connect with those spaces of yourself that you don't often maybe feel into and, you know, letting yourself be weird and letting it be flowy. And that's a really beautiful practice to bring in even for five minutes. It can make a big difference in your mood and in the way you feel connected to yourself. Mm, well, two powerful practices. I could so attest to the first one. The first time I started doing I love you, telling myself I love you in the mirror. Oh my gosh, it's such a hard thing. But with time, oh my gosh, it just like changes everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that you said it's a practice. And just like anything scary, there's going to be some growing pains around it, you know, a lot of, you know, and um, conflict between our other thoughts and our other programming that usually has happened over the course of as we have, you know, uh, experienced life, so to speak. But then with time, you start to reconnect with yourself. And I definitely find that um, that's something that comes with so much more ease later on. And intuitive movement, I love that term, intuitive movement, because I love dance personally. So, you know, it's just, you just connect with yourself, you kind of get out of your um, you know, of your problems, like of the things that the mind wants to take you and all the anxiety and all that I should do this, I could do that. Mm -hmm. You just, go, you know, lean into the body. It's just such a beautiful practice as well. So I love that you shared that. And you also practice that with your, um, with your clients and your day-to-day -day work. Um, my next question has always been something that I've been very curious about. So I'm so mm -hmm. glad that you actually do this work. Um, what is it with anxiety and high achievers? Because I personally, this is how I came into, that was my biggest pain point when I was an, a regional director before I ventured out to entrepreneurship and I was feeling a lot of anxiety and I felt so much misalignment between my career and my personal life. There was like almost like bombs, like kind of like growing off everywhere. And I'm like, whoa, what's happening? So, and I hear this very often with, let's say, you know, high achievers, so to speak, mm -hmm. since we're talking about this topic. Um, what is it with anxiety? Like, why does, I mean, what's the connection between someone being an overachiever and out of alignment and the feeling of anxiety based on your perspective? Yeah, well, I think you, you basically answered your own question well. You asked it. You mentioned the out of alignment piece. And I find that a lot of times with high achievers like us, it's like we want to we want to do everything and we want to do everything really, really well. And when we're not focused on the things that are going to be fueling us and we're just like, oh, I need to do that at my job and the best in my relationship and the best you know whatever it is um the best in all areas it can be a big weight on on our shoulders to have to carry that and then i know the time when i experienced this the most was was throughout university when you know you have heaps of deadlines and all these things going on for different classes and you want to be the best at all of them and all of a sudden one thing slips and then another thing slips and then the anxiety would just spiral and it's like, how did I get to this place where I'm like struggling to to do anything well when I view myself as someone who likes to do everything well, you know? So 
it's it's kind of this piece of maybe not focusing on the right things. And I think it's really easy as someone who is a high achiever who has a lot going on in their life to put all of those things first and neglect the self-care piece and maybe not put your own health and your mental health, mental, physical, and emotional above whatever it is that you have to get done for work or like we we're talking about anything in your life. A lot of times as high achievers, we like to put all these things before us and that's actually not serving us at all. We need to be putting ourselves first. And when we do, and we get ourselves to a place where, you know, if you're at your best, you're going to just shine in every area of your life and you're going to do better for all the people around you as well. So I think that's the piece that's really missing is a lot of times people don't necessarily recognize and specifically high achievers who don't necessarily want to drop the balls on all these things that they have holding on their plate don't recognize the importance of actually putting themselves before all of these things and that they deserve to be because I think another piece along with that is when we're always trying to achieve 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 and, and get these things done and be the best it's it's like we're trying to prove to ourselves that we're worthy that we're enough that we're good enough to, to handle all of these things when we need to learn that we are innately enough, you are enough, you are worthy. Even if none of these things happen, even if none of that is part of your life, even if you don't view yourself as a high achiever, it doesn't matter. You are enough just as you are. And when we come back to that knowing and we put ourselves first, we can just shine even better in, in every area of our lives. Yeah, wow, um, absolutely. And I love that our body speaks to us with the physical symptom of anxiety. I mean, anxiety is a feeling too, right? So, uh, you know, I, that's, yeah, a lot of the signs there. But yeah, as you're talking, I'm, I'm you know, the, I always wanted to know, like, what makes someone a high achiever? But just like anything, it's the way we cope with our mm. not enoughness, right? Someone else could cope with it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Someone else and go out and think that they need to achieve to feel to feel loved and to feel worthy and to feel enough. So I think it's just just that symptom <laughs> of like deeper, deeper things um, that we might experience. So then how do we do this in a healthy way in, in, in a, you know, how do we happily achieve, right? How do we achieve something because of the right reason for us. So it doesn't come from this place of lack since we're talking about healing. What's your perspective on that, Carly? Yeah, well, I think a lot of times people do things out of, I should, I should do this. I should want this promotion in my job. I should, you know, buy this house. I should, whatever it is, you need to be always checking in with yourself and thinking, is this something that I actually really want? Or is this something that I'm doing because I think that's what society wants me to do? Or, you know, my friends or parents or colleagues or whomever, is this something that's being influenced by an external pressure? Or is this something that I want to the depths of my core? And I think a lot of the times if you check in with yourself, it'll be a, I don't actually really want to do this. I kind of feel like I have to. But in those moments, it's about reassessing the situation. Do I actually have to do this? Are there other options? Like how else could I go about whatever this situation is and and making sure that's something that's actually fully in alignment and in terms of the healing piece you know this we're kind of talking about achievement here but the healing piece is ultimately always making the next best decision for you and we know what's good for us you know we know what food makes us feel good we know how we feel 
if we have a good sleep in the morning versus if we don't. It's ultimately about building a lifestyle piece by piece. This isn't something that just shifts overnight. And building a lifestyle that allows us to, to bring that healing peace into every aspect of our lives so that we can feel our best and continue wanting to do the healing work because it feels good and because we know that it feels good and because we love ourselves, right? So it's a, it's a bit of a, a process to get to the place where you're like, okay, my routine now is just built around these things that are really good for me. Because a lot of the times our routines are built around working a lot, not sleeping enough, not exercising enough, you know, eating crappy food because we're working so much we don't have time or we, don't, we feel like we don't have time to, you know, cook ourselves a nice meal and then we're sluggish so we don't feel like exercising the next day. And you can get into kind of this cycle of, of making decisions that aren't the best for you, but they're easy and convenient. So it's also about kind of learning how to bring in those pieces of healing that are still easy and still feel really good. And eventually that just becomes the convenient thing because I don't want to eat a crappy meal and then, you know, not have a good sleep and not want to exercise in the morning. That's not convenient. <sighs> yeah, exactly. So those habits, and I love that you said question everything and go to the core of why we do what we do as human beings, right? Um, and um, that ensures that we're doing it for the right reason because a lot of times we're just not questioning. Um, a lot of the actions or the decisions we make because it might come from uh, those places of lack. So just holding that space, questioning everything, getting someone to support us with that is absolutely mm -hmm. necessary because then it's almost like you rebuild your life from, from the, the base and the strong foundation. You get clear on your values. You get clear on the things that are important to you. It's just, it's a completely different life because then you are really, you know, in alignment with your purpose and um, you're, you're going about achievement, um, you know, for the right reason. And it's because it's something that's meaningful to you mm -hmm. and it's probably contributing to others. So uh, I love that you shared that. Um, well, Carly, we actually have reached the end of our interview. I'd love to ask you uh, for um, a final question. One mm -hmm. lesson you have learned in your journey as an entrepreneur and also one success tip that you can share with your other fellow entrepreneurs that you find might help them? Mm, that's a great question. One that I've learned is that you can do anything. <laughs> you know, this comes as an entrepreneur and this comes just in life. You can do anything that you set your mind to and believe in your purpose because it's, it's there for a reason essentially. And a success tip, I would say, is to, to serve from your heart, to, to stay focused on your why, and the how will come. If you continue to serve with love and, and know that what you have to give is so powerful, even if you don't know how you're going to share it, that will come. But continue to, to stay with your why. Yeah, that's powerful. Powerful for purpose, um, being connected to your why, especially uh, as this journey is uh, uncertain, unsteady, mm -hmm. and a lot of the times you are trailblazering mm -hmm. your own path, so to speak. I think that's the right word. Trailblazing, uh, so yeah. Trailblazing, trailblazing something that feels good to you and maybe it hasn't been done before, right? So mm -hmm. and not be afraid to, to have that courage uh, to follow. Um, that why and uh, 
your purpose. So thank you so much, Carly. I would love to actually ask you, where is it that people, I think you have a freebie for our audience as well. Where is it that people can continue the conversation with you and get a hold of all this amazing work that you do and also the resources that you would like to um, gift our audience as well? Yeah, so if you go to my website, um, freebie you can find my free guide which is on the first step to healing anxiety essentially um, I've got a program that's called the eight steps to naturally heal anxiety eight simple steps to naturally heal anxiety and that's basically a snippet of the first one which as I've said is is all about cultivating self-love so that's a really awesome place to get started if you're struggling or to send someone else if you know that they're maybe struggling and could use a bit of assistance and you can find me on Instagram at manas.mastery. All right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for everything you shared with us today. It was beautiful. Uh, it was a beautiful conversation. I'm sure very helpful for a lot of people that might find themselves in whatever spot, space, and place and space in their personal journey mm -hmm. uh, with with this topic and also with the concept of overachievement or high achievement. Mm -hmm which we hear so often about. Thank you so much for your insight. And I want to thank you for uh, listening and, and following the show. And you know what to do, share, subscribe, and like, so we can bring more amazing guests just like Carly. Thanks again, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much. This company, and we care about doing more good in the world and serving our global communities. Our foundation, the Life School Mission Foundation, serves young girls and women that have um, don't have access to technology, that don't have access to education that they need, and also are living in toxic environments, get more resources around those areas of self-leadership, entrepreneurship, and intrapreneurship. Please help support our foundation by donating so that we can support more amazing souls. For every client or student that comes through the life school, we pay back the same service. We give that back to one young woman or a young girl so that we can help support them in those three areas. If you'd like to make any donations, check out our website at Lona Lopari Coaching slash the Life School Mission Foundation or send us an email at lifeschoolmission at gmail.com. We appreciate your support in this very important cause.